pray. Amen. 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 Now, kids and youth, you can go back to your seats. And let's give it up for them one more time here. God bless. Man, man, man. I tell you what, um, camp is, is a big deal. Um, I can relate to what Tim was saying that I took so many next steps when I got to go to camp. There was a time when my parents sent me to church and then when I was old enough to protest and convince them to let me sleep in. Uh, I was out of church completely, and but I would still go to camp every summer. And so I had my life-changing next step at a camp also. It is still an amazing tool that God uses uh, to change lives. Uh, the last statistic I saw is that in a poll of adults who went to a summer Bible camp, a summer Christian camp, at some point in their childhood or adolescent years, that seven out of ten of those adults say they made a decision at that camp that still impacts their lives today. Not just, I had, you know, that one time when that girl was really cute and she held my hand. We try to forget some of those moments. Maybe those are memorable also. But we're talking about the decision, a choice that was made that still affects them in their adult life today. That is huge. And so in saying that, I will again second everything you heard from Missy and Tim in saying that you... The body of Christ, the family of God here at Hickory Grove Baptist Church, you made that happen. With your generosity, with your prayers, with your support, and your encouragement. The one thing I've always been so thrilled about, I've been here 18 years at Hickory Grove. I have always known that this church invests in kids and youth. You've all, in fact, some of y'all are like saying, hey, you better get that right. You better do what you're supposed to do with those kids and youth because that's, that's what we want to invest in. You push us to do that. So from the bottom of my heart as your pastor, thank you for continuing to have that in your DNA and for making that happen. You were a part of these many next steps that you saw. Uh, up here today. So awesome. By the way, my son, I'm so proud of him. I also loved breakfast, lunch, and dinner at camp. <laughs> it, was, it was that moment when you got to finally sit down and as an adult chaperone or a youth pastor, like, yes, and that sweet tea at crossings, I'm pretty sure came from the Holy Land. It's so good. So, so good. It's a great experience. And a lot of bonding, a lot of bonding with each other, a lot of uh, next steps that were taken with the Lord. We don't have our kids and youth and Tim and Missy come to just kind of do a dog and pony show to say, yeah, wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that cute camp? That's so neat. That's not. I mean, we want you to experience that. We want to report to you. We want you to catch a glimpse of what happened. But friends, they preached a great message to you today. Talking about their next steps. Hearing Tim and Missy talk about what God did at camp and how it's affecting them now and beyond now. And again, as I said earlier during the baptism, I think that is the question we must always put before our very heart and mind every day. Jesus, what is your next step that you want me to take with you? That's a very personal question to ask to a very personal God who created you, who knows you better than you know yourself, who has a plan and a purpose for you that as much as you may have some potential thought about that, we never fully grasp. For those who have been following Christ for a long time, you know what I'm talking about. When you think you know what God's got in store for you, 
he laughs at our plans sometimes, I think, as we take a different curve and a different turn. But I want you to think about that today, about you personally having a conversation with, with the God of the universe who made you and actually asking him, what is my next step? I heard about some of their next steps. What about me? In Matthew chapter 4, I just want to read to you a couple of verses. Matthew chapter 4. You may have read this before. It sounds very simple. It doesn't sound very profound or very deep. If you were to look in your copy of the Bible, a lot of times they put these little headings to help you kind of know what this section of the Bible is about. The heading is going to be, Jesus calls the first disciples. And you know, we take these disciples and we put them on pedestals. Peter, James, John, Thaddeus, Bartholomew... A bunch of other ones I can't remember right now. And, and, and we just think, oh yeah, they're these 12 guys. They were just amazing. And man, these were ordinary people that had an encounter, a conversation for, with Jesus. Actually an invitation from Jesus. And what they did next determined the rest of their life. That crossroads, that choice, that moment where once they heard the voice of Jesus in their life impacted the rest of their life, what they did next. And so, here's what it says, very simple. In, in verse 18 of Matthew 4, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he, meaning Jesus, saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Just going about their business, literally. That's what they did. And it says, and he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And what's interesting is he just simply invited them to do a very simple thing. Follow me. And he did something even really cool and gave them a glimpse of their future. Of what he will do in and through them if they were to make that choice to come follow them. Now we don't always catch a big glimpse of that. You'll find other times in the Bible where Jesus just simply says, come follow me. Or says, repent and believe. Something very simple. But he actually gave them even a little glimpse. I have a feeling they had no idea what he was talking about. What? Fishers of men? Or maybe they did. But that was their question. And I believe this with all of my heart. I believe at some point in every person's life, you get a question or a statement or a request or an invitation from God just like that. It may not come out exactly that way. Certainly it's not audible, although I've heard some people say they feel like they've heard the audible voice of God in their lives. Most of the time that's not how it works. It's that thing. It's that thing in your heart. It's like that burning flame inside that says I gotta do something and you know that it's him you know that it's God saying isn't it about time that you fill in the blank and maybe he's even been asking you for a while to do that that little desire but yet it's not quite a desire because there's something holding you back perhaps or maybe you've not heard that at all but you're hearing it maybe for the first time recently. There's something different going on. It's hard to explain. Where does that even come from? We don't even really make that happen. I mean, Simon and Andrew, they didn't make a five-year plan for their life and say, well, at about this time in our lives, the Messiah is going to come and we're going to start following him. And it's going to be awesome. No, they were just going about their business. 
And Jesus kind of invaded their space. Spoke into their ordinary routine out of the blue. And they had a choice to make. And what they did next changed everything. I don't think I have the slide up here for this. But in, in, in verse 20, it says, Immediately they left their nets and followed him. That was their choice. They took the next step. Now listen, you go and read the rest of that book if you want to, and it's interesting, especially for Simon, also named Peter. He was in for a ride. I mean, this guy went from epic success to epic failure as he followed Jesus. It wasn't like all of a sudden everything was perfect and hunky-dory and all the better roses all the time. It was an adventure. There were times when he was the star of the show walking on water for a little while because Jesus was. And then he, in just a quick moment, took his eyes off Jesus and he was uh, then at that point the talk of the boat. Like, huh, well, he walked for a little while, you know. Of course, I would say, at least he got out of the boat. He got out of the boat. He took a step with Jesus. This same guy, Simon Peter, at one point told Jesus, I will die for you. Let's go. I don't care what happens to you. If they kill you, I'll let them kill me too. At one point, that was how on fire he was. And it reminds me of camp. I don't know if y'all felt the same way, but every time I'd come home from camp, it was like, yeah, I'm going to win my school for Jesus. I don't care what anybody thinks of me. I'm going to sing worship songs all the time. I'm going to read my Bible every day. I was all about it, you know. And then, after a couple of weeks, I kind of started sliding back into my routine. You know what? I'm okay with that. That's a good thing because that's where real life is now. Now that you're back in your routine. Now that you're not in this totally separate utopia called crossings. That little piece of heaven on earth called camp. Now that you're not there, you're right where life happens. And that's where Jesus will call out to you and say, Here's that next step I talked to you about. Let's do it. Let's do it right where you live. Let's do it right where you go to school. Let's do it right where you work. Let's do it right here and right now. Immediately, come, follow me, take this next step. And that's where it really matters. Where it really sinks in. Next steps. As Simon Peter at one point said, Oh man, I would die for you, Jesus. But it wasn't that long afterwards that as they were taking Jesus ultimately to the cross... He followed far enough behind to not get caught. And when people thought, hey, weren't you that guy that was with Jesus? Nope, I don't know what you're talking about. That happens. That sometimes happens a week or two after camp. <laughs> that sometimes happens later this afternoon after church. We were smiling and singing worship songs. Later this afternoon, we're yelling at the other driver next to us. How dare you cut me off? You know? And what's good news though is that it really what matters most, what Jesus cares most about is not what happened at camp, what happens in between summer camps. And what Jesus cares about more than anything else is not what happens necessarily right here in this room right now. This is big, this is huge. You may take a next step right here today. But what he really cares about is Monday through Saturday. When you wake up in the morning and he is right there. Come follow me. Right here, right now. Come follow me. Take, remember that next step? Let's take it together. So what about you? What is your next step? 
What next step? Perhaps as a camper, you remember the next step that was whispered in your heart. And you know what that is. Have you taken it? Are you taking it every day? It's not a next step and I'm done. Every day you wake up is a step with Jesus. Paul said in his word that every time I wake up, I die to myself. He's got to die to himself every day. That's a, that's a good word right there. Because a lot of times I wake up and it's all about me. First of all, give me my coffee. And then what am I going to do today? What do I need to do today? What do I want to do today? And it's a different life when you start walking with Jesus. And it's like, my next step with Jesus. Jesus, what is your step for me today? I'm telling, here to tell you, I don't do that every day. I get this wrong sometimes too. What is the next step that was whispered in your heart at camp or maybe previously before you entered this room today and you feel it right now. God is speaking it to you now. What is that step? Or perhaps this morning for the first time you're hearing it. I want to throw some ideas out to you. I was thinking about this. What next steps could be considered? And I tried to make almost an exhaustive list. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. Just going to throw them out to you little by little. How about this very first step? The step that Simon and Andrew took in the passage we just read. To just simply begin following Jesus. Who are you following? Who's the leader in your life? If it's not Jesus Christ... I believe his very first invitation to you, the very next step he wants to take is that first step. Come, follow me. Follow me. Are you following him? Have you placed your faith in Jesus? Have you had that moment in your life when you asked him to come into your heart and save you and forgive you of your sins? We call that getting saved. We call that becoming a Christian. And oh friends, if that's not happened in your life yet, that is the next step that Jesus wants you to take with him. And all you have to do is say, yes, Jesus, save me. Romans 10.13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You just have to ask him to save you. Take a step of faith and say, I know, Jesus, that you died for me. Forgive me and save me today. Perhaps that's your next step. How about this one? Show my faith through baptism. We saw four people do that. They literally declare to the world that I belong to Jesus. I follow him. I believe in him. If you've never done that before, that's a huge next step. Back in Bible times, they did it almost immediately upon accepting Jesus and following him. They went and found water. The Ethiopian eunuch said to Philip, uh, there's a little pond of water. Let's do this right now. Get baptized right now. Uh, it is the sim chosen symbol to declare our faith in Jesus. I know that faith is a very, very personal thing and a private thing to many people. But a walk with Jesus, it's never going to be private. Because Jesus shows up in your life. He leads you to do things that help other people know his love. He didn't come into your life to have just a little private thing with you and just kind of keep that a secret. He died on the cross for the world. So he wants to be seen throughout the world through you. So one of the most amazing steps of obedience you can ever do is what those four did in that water today. They preached the gospel. They proclaimed the gospel through baptism. Have you done that yet? Or join my church. That sounds like a simple little thing. But if you may have been coming and worshiping here, but you've never committed to being a part of a specific church family, 
And maybe it's time. Maybe you feel like the Lord has just been whispering that in your heart. Like, wow. Especially if you've been here the past five or six weeks. We've been talking about what the church is about. What our mission is. That we exist to do whatever it takes to help every person take their next step with Jesus. And I mean every person. Especially those who aren't even in this room. This community. 85% unchurched. Who need to know how much God loves them. How God created them. So... What if your next step is so simple as saying, I'm going to commit to being a part of this church. I'm going to gather, grow, give, and go. I'm going to do that. Or maybe to start or restart relating to God daily through the Bible and prayer. I know that's very simple. But a lot of people I know have had that yay moment with Jesus. I asked Him to save me and that's awesome. And then what they think they did is they had a spiritual or a religious moment that they just cling to and say, Ah, oh, I remember back when I got saved at camp. Oh, I remember when I got saved at Hickory Grove. Oh, I remember when I started, put, I put my faith in Jesus. And that's everything. Friends, that's only the beginning. You weren't saved just to be able to check a mark saying, Whoop, got that done. Pew. He has and wants a relationship with you that goes on and on and on Till the day you die and pass the grave into eternity in heaven forever. So you might want to work on that relationship. Do you know him? How much do you know God? How much do you talk to God? Pray. Get into his word. How about this? Get in a small group. Hey, in case you haven't heard, we have this event coming up August 21st, 6 p.m. right here in this very room. Or if you're not in a small group where you can meet together on a weekly basis and just fellowship and eat and hang out and talk and pray together and do a little Bible study together, we want to make that happen for you. Come August 21st at 6 o'clock. But man, that is huge. What happened at camp when you had conversations at breakfast, lunch, and dinner and in the, in the lobby of the dorm, when you met in those groups with a staffer, those conversations are huge. God uses those to help us to grow. How about this? Serve in a ministry. Maybe God's been whispering that in your ear, much like he did for Lydia. Like, man, I, I need to do this. I gotta, there is something specifically God wants me to do to serve him. Maybe it's to serve in kids' ministry, in student ministry. Maybe you saw, as you drove in today, those greeters out in the parking lot. You realize how important that ministry is, how the community sees the love of Jesus by the time their tires hit this parking lot. Because you got someone like Travis giving a big thumbs up and waving as they come in. We need more people to serve in all kinds of ministries. We've got upward football. If you just like sports and don't know how to do anything else, we've got a place for you to serve. Serve in a ministry. How about this? Invite and invest in an unchurched friend. This is the one we kind of skirt under the rug if we're not careful because we can go to church a lot and we can worship and we can have moments like this. But are we actively seeking to tell someone else who has not yet to take their step with Jesus how much God loves them? Invite them to come to church with you. Invite them to come to a church event with you. Invite them into your life so that they can see Christ in you. Now here's these last two. This kind of covers everything else. How about this one? Something that only you and God know. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It might even be something I could think of to put on this screen. But you know what it is. It's between you and God. And you know He wants you to take that step. Will you take it? I'm going to throw one more in. I like this one. Either start doing something or stop doing something that God wants you to do. Or not do. That kind of covers it all. Man, I sometimes have to ask myself this question a lot. 
Like, God, what is it you want me to start doing that I haven't started yet? What is it I'm doing right now? I need to stop that. With your help. With God's help, we can do that. And I mean now. Not tomorrow. Not the next day. When he said, hey Simon, hey Andrew, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They didn't say, hey, uh, let me get back to you on that. They immediately dropped their nets and took a next step with Jesus. And friends, that's how it works. If you know what that next step is, take it today. Now, here's what we're going to do. We always have a little time of response and worship near the end. We're going to sing an awesome song here as we close our time together. While we're singing this song, you do business with God. You take that next step right now. While we're singing, just take it. I'm going to pray before we sing this song. Maybe you take that step while I'm praying out loud. You can take that next step right now. You can say, okay God, save me. Forgive me my sins. I know you died for me and I've never asked you to save me. I've never asked you to forgive me. I'm taking that first step right now. You can do that right where you're sitting as I pray in just a moment. Or while we're singing. Or maybe it is to join the church or to be baptized or whatever. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to be standing right down here. Miss Missy's down here. Travis is down here. We're going to just be worshiping just like you. But we're waiting for anybody that wants to just kind of slip out and come to us. We would count it an honor and a privileges and a privilege to pray with you. And to acknowledge whatever next step you're taking. These students, these kids, they acknowledged their next step at camp and came and told someone. That's the power. You got to tell someone what your next step is or what next step you just took so they can pray for you and encourage you. Let's do that together this morning. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that we can grapple with your voice a little bit this morning. I believe that you've been speaking to hearts already in many of the same ways that you've spoken to these kids and these students who are at camp this summer. Father, Lord, I pray that we would have the boldness and courage to not walk away from your voice right now. That we would take whatever next step you've whispered in our heart right here, right now. There may be someone in this very room that is praying, okay, it's been about time, but I'm going to say it right now. Jesus, forgive me of my sins and save me. I want you in my heart. I want you in my life. I want to be a Christian. Lord, if someone's praying that prayer right now, help them to know that they're now your child by faith in you. And give them the courage to tell one of us, to come forward and tell one of us, or tell someone today so that can be celebrated, so they can be prayed for. Maybe someone wants to be baptized or join this church. Give them the courage to step out this morning and talk to us so we can help them take that next step right here, right now. Whether it be serving, witnessing, and inviting and investing in someone else starting doing something or stopping doing something or something that's just been really private between you and them. Father, may next steps be taken right here, right now. Speak to our hearts and move our feet to follow you now. In Jesus' name, amen.